Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody. Paul Gray here. Thank you so much for joining me. We're continuing our 10-week series, which I hope just gets better and better every week. At least it does for me. Our 10-week series on exploring mystery. Do you ever wonder about things? When you see something that's just unbelievable, something you never saw before, something that you don't have words for, it, something that's wonderful, how does that feel? Sometimes you don't even have words for it. Want to know a mystery? You know, God hardwired us to think about mysteries. And today we're going to see maybe the biggest mystery of all, the mystery of the meaning of life. <laughs> That's a big one, isn't it? Would you like to know what the meaning of life is? Did you know that God wants you to know the meaning of life and he's not keeping it a secret? Look at what Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty seven. He's speaking to a multitude of people here, primarily religious people, people who thought they had God all figured out. And Jesus, of course, who is God, didn't fit their mold. And he said, listen, the Father's given me all of these things to say and do. This is a unique father-son operation coming out of father-son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to reveal it to you. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. Jesus Christ in us right now is willing and ready to reveal God's mysteries to anyone willing to listen. So here's the question for myself and for you. Are we willing to listen or do we have God in a box and we've got him all figured out and there's nothing we can learn? <clears throat> Mystics are willing to listen and explore mystery and to listen to Christ in them, speak to them. My friend Steve McVeigh just finished a series of teaching in his group, Quantum Spirituality, where he discusses the nine mysteries revealed in the New Testament, and then 10 observations that Steve has made about mystics. A mystic is not someone out of the ordinary, not a super spiritual person, not a one in a million unusual person. A mystic is a person like you and me, who doesn't just accept everything that we're told by society, by politicians, by the news, by academia, by the system, by organized religion and someone who enters into divine mystery, listening to God. Spiritually, mystics push in to understand divine truth to the experiential level. And in having experienced that truth, they are transformed. They're open to seeing things they never saw before. They experience becoming who they've always been. 
I know this is resonating with some of you right now. They've moved on from organized religion, where you get significance and value and promotion for buying into the party line fully, never questioning anything. And usually, like me, who did all that, you've tried really, really hard and believed that by following the rules, you can become a better person and transform yourself into becoming and staying acceptable to God. You basically go by what your organization teaches and you don't question anything. And then maybe not maybe, by divine providence you have an aha moment that what you've been doing doesn't really work. As Bart Millard sings with his group Mercy Me, what if it's never really been about what I do, but by what he's done for me? Last week, we looked at the first of Steve McVeigh's observations about mystics, that mystics value experience over sound doctrine or dogmas. Today, the second observation. Mystics ponder existential questions of life, like, what is God like? What's the meaning of life? Why am I here? These are wondrous things to think about. Have you ever thought about what is God-like, really like? Well, in our group here that many of you have been part of, we've been discussing that for the last few years. God is not at all what most of us were taught. He's way better than anyone can imagine. What was a mystery to us before is being revealed. God is wonder. You can't put God in a box You can't come up with a bunch of religious constructs and say, this is who God is, and he doesn't deviate from that, and he doesn't vary from that, and he has to do this because of that. No, God is a wondrous mystery. Have you ever wondered about the meaning of life? Have you ever wondered, why am I here? See, God hardwired us to think about these things, but they are mysteries, and unfortunately, Many of us get stuck along the way somewhere in organized religion or outside of it, and we just stop wondering. We don't even want to think about those things anymore because we've had trouble figuring them out, or maybe we haven't liked what we've seen and we believe the wrong things. See, the slanderer, the accuser, the deceiver doesn't want us to know the truth about these mysteries because when we do, He loses control over us, and we start to see what the real meaning of life is, and we start to experience the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. Everything changes for the better the way God has always intended it to be. Our mind has developed ideas that are different from mysteries. We've come up with things that we've said, this has got to be this way and that way. And then God comes along and rattles our cage and says, No, I'm not like that at all. Look at what I'm really like. There are at least nine mysteries listed in the New Testament, and I've been just learning some mind-blowing, wonderful things about them. Today, we're going to look at a scripture passage, Ephesians 3, 1 to 10. Apostle Paul is writing this to the church in Ephesus. This is the Passion Translation. He says, beloved friends, and by the way, he's writing this directly to you today and to me. Beloved friends, because of my love for Jesus Christ, I am now his prisoner 
for the sake of all of you who are not Jews. He's speaking and writing to us, to us. Verse 2, I'm doing this so you will hear the gospel that God has entrusted to me to share with you. Verse 3, for this wonderful mystery was given to me by divine revelation. He's talking about the mystery of the gospel. Do you know what the mystery of the gospel is? Don't answer too quickly. See, before the Apostle Paul, who lived in the first century 2,000 years ago, not a single person ever, except for Jesus, knew the mystery of the gospel. The good Mary news that fake fairly makes a person jump for joy. Paul was the first to know what it is because Jesus revealed it to him personally. So he goes on to say, this wonderful mystery, the gospel, was given to me by divine revelation, and I'm writing these things down, verse 4, so that whenever you read it, you will be able to understand my revelation and insight into the secret mystery of Christ. God sent Paul out, the Apostle Paul, out to reveal the mystery of the gospel, which is also the mystery of Christ, and he sent us today to do the same thing, because most people still don't know what it is. It's still a mystery to most people, especially to organized religion. Verse 5, Paul says, there's never been a generation that has been given the detailed understanding of this glorious and divine mystery until now. God kept it a secret until this generation. God is revealing it only now, Paul says, to his sacred apostles and prophets by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> right now, today, God, Christ in you, the Holy Spirit in you, the Trinity in you, is revealing these mysteries to us so that not only can we experience them and enjoy them and participate in them and live in the marvelous wonder of the supernatural abundant life, but so that we can share the mysteries of this revelation with other people. And that's what we're doing right now. All right, verse 6, he says, here's the secret. You ready for it? The gospel of grace, that's the first part of the secret, the gospel is grace. The gospel of grace has made you into co-heirs of God's promise through your union with God, and you have now become members of his body, one with the anointed one, Jesus Christ. Now, let me explain what God's revealing to me that actually means. See, it's a mystery until the Holy Spirit of Christ reveals it into you. First, it's the gospel of Christ, who is grace. Jesus is grace personified. The gospel, Jesus himself, grace, is the good merry news that makes a person fairly leap for joy. Now, these are not just religious words. There, there's tremendous meaning to these. It's the gospel of Christ, Jesus, who is grace. It is grace from start to finish. The gospel, Jesus, is grace 
from start to finish. Do you know what that means? That means it's all God from beginning to finish. And we're going to find out when beginning is. And it's free. Grace is free. It's an irrevocable gift. And it was given to you from the beginning. Look at this phrase there in verse 6. The gospel of grace has made you. What part did you have to do with that? What part did religion have to do with that? What part did any belief or words or prayers or invitations or anything, what part did anything have to do with that other than God? The gospel of grace has made you. We're going to see what has made us. That is an absolute mystery that no one but Jesus knew until he revealed it to the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was the chief of the Pharisees who were into doing things to gain and maintain a right relationship with God. Jesus revealed to Paul the gospel of grace is, no, you don't have to do anything. I already did it, and I made you right with God. That's an absolute mystery that organized religion has still never understood. Now, the first church, the first 300 years, was not organized religion. It was people living in the light. God is pure light with no trace of, of darkness. People walking in the light. People knowing Christ in them. People being filled with the Holy Spirit, listening to Christ in them. People knowing oneness, union with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. People knowing perichoresis, divine triune circle dance that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have included us in, which is love in all its many expressions. Knowing there's no separation. Knowing there's no Jew, no Gentile, no male, no female, no slave, no free, no barbarian, no, no people who really got it all together. The first church had nothing to do with organized religion. There was, there was no organized religion. The first church just knew the mystery of the gospel of grace that God gave them, made them, before creation. Jesus, God, made you right with him, one with him, in union with you, he did that when? Before creation, before the beginning of time. That's a mystery to most people, especially to religious people. Look at what Paul wrote to Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.9. God has saved us, past tense. Saved means made us whole and right with God, made us perfect in every way. God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, anything we do or say or believe or whatever, but according to his own purpose. It was his purpose to do that. And according to his own grace. Now get this. God saved us and gave us his grace when it was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, before creation. 
before the foundation of the world. See, I, I'm not making that up. I would never have guessed that. It was a mystery. It's right there in 2 Timothy 1.9. God has saved us according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Did you know that? Did you know that mystery of the gospel of grace? It was given to us and to everyone before time began. <laughs> Colossians 3, 2 and 3. Feast upon all the treasures of the heavenly realm, Paul writes this, and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ, we were crucified with Christ, that's a mystery, has severed the tide of this life. And now your true life, you want to know the mystery of your true life? You want to know where your true life is? Your true life is hidden away in God in Christ and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are, will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. That is true of you. That happened before the foundation of the world. And then it was manifested in time and space in God's Jesus finished work at the cross. Your life, the mystery of your life is you are in Christ and hidden in God. The mirror says it this way. See, you're, I, I'm getting so excited about this. I'm preaching myself happy. <laughs> the mirror says it this way. Colossians 3, 2 and 3. See yourselves co-raised with Christ. Now, ponder with persuasion the consequences of your co-inclusion in Christ. Relocate yourself mentally. Engage your thoughts with throne room realities where you are co-seated with Christ in the executive authority of God's right hand. Becoming affectionately acquainted with throne room thoughts will keep you from being distracted again by the earthly realm. You can't multitask mystery and wonder and oneness with God. You can't be watching a ball game or doing any ironing or whatever else around the house or anywhere, and at the same time comprehend the mystery and the wonder of your union and oneness and Christ in you. It's a mystery that can't be multitasked. So we don't want our thoughts to be distracted. Becoming affectionately acquainted with throne room thoughts will keep you from being distracted again by the earthly realm. He goes on to say, your union with Christ's death. That's a mystery. Did you know that? You were united with Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection 2,000 years ago. Your union with Christ's death broke the association with the world. So now see yourself located in a fortress where your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now we're going to flesh that out just a little bit more. We're going to see how that is the true mystery of life. It's a mystery to most people that they were saved, made right with God, included in God's family, not because of anything we did or believed or responded to or said or asked or begged or pleaded or prayed, but because of God's own purpose and grace, which was given to us, which made us right with God before creation. That's a mystery until it's revealed to you. 
You can read these things, this passage today, over and over in Scripture. Memorize it, quote it, and have no idea what it means. You know how I know that? I did it. I memorized these verses. I taught what I thought they meant. And I had no idea. It was a mystery. And when I started, when people, when someone, one person started showing me the revelation of this mystery, I would come home and say to my wife, I really like this guy, but I got no idea what he's talking about. It was a mystery to me. But God, who is infinitely patient, who never gives up, who never quits, who never fails, just kept revealing it to me. And then the Holy Spirit started nudging me to wonder about these things. I would see verses like that verse that says we were given grace before the beginning of time. And I would wonder, wow, what does that mean? I was taught, I've been teaching, I believe that we only get God's grace when we ask Jesus to come into our heart. And we say the prayer, and we repent, and we ask for our sins to be forgiven. I thought, that's when I was made right with God. You mean I didn't have anything to do with it? You mean God did that all? You mean he did that before creation? Whoa! Got to think about that a little bit. That's a mystery, Grace is a mystery to most people. Grace has no conditions. Grace has no qualifications. Grace has no limits. Grace has no restrictions. Anytime we hear about God's unconditional love and grace, and we say, but what about? We are putting what we've been told We've, we're putting a human construct, a human doctrine, a human dogma up against the wonder and the mystery of God's unlimited, amazing, unconditional grace and perfect love forever. So, Jesus is grace. Grace is Jesus. Jesus is the gift of grace, for God so loved everyone that he gave the gift, Jesus, to us. Verse 7 and 8 in Ephesians 3. Paul says, I've been a messenger. I've been made a messenger of this wonderful news by the gift of grace that works through me. Even though I'm the least significant of all of his holy believers, this graced gift was imparted when a manifestation of his power came upon me. Grace alone empowers me so that I can boldly preach this wonderful message to non-Jewish people, sharing with them the unfading, inexhaustible riches of Christ, which are beyond comparison. Paul sent John and Peter, James and others, to reveal this to the Jews in Jerusalem and other countries around there. God sent Paul to reveal this to all the rest of us. He wrote 13 books in the New Testament, maybe 14. And this is how, this is, God uses those things to reveal his mysteries to us. Paul says in verse 9, my passion is to enlighten everyone to this divine mystery. That's the Apostle Paul's passion. It's my passion too. 
and I bet it's becoming yours if it isn't already. My passion is to enlighten every person to this divine mystery. It was hidden for ages, ages past until now. It's been kept a secret in the heart of God, the creator of all. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank and angelic order in the heavenly realm God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church, Paul said. That was the early church. The first In Paul's day, it was the first hundred years. The church, the ecclesiasta, means the called out ones. It does not mean organized religion. Verse 11, this perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages past and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a mystery. Did you know that God's plan has already been fulfilled completely in Jesus and we are in Jesus? So that now, Paul says, we have boldness through him and free access as kings before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. It's not our faith. It's the faith of Christ that he's given us. Colossians 1.27, Paul says, this is the mystery. This is the mystery of the ages. This is the mystery of life. Living within you is Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. Get this. And God wants everyone to know it. This is the mystery of life. This is what life is all about. This is what you are all about. The mystery is Christ is in you, living in you, embedded with you, and he has always been there since before creation. And God wants you to know it, and he wants everyone to know it. That's the great mystery of the ages. Let me summarize now. The mystery of the gospel, the good merry news that fairly makes a person jump for joy, is that Jesus Christ, grace personified, made you one with him, one with God, in the Trinity, before God ever created the universe. He did that. You had nothing to do with it. Christ is your life. You are one with him, hidden in God. That is true. It's always been true since before creation for you and for everyone. But it's been a mystery that's now being revealed. Jesus is the gospel. Jesus is grace. Jesus made you right with him, one with him. He did that before you or anybody was ever born. You don't have to try to figure anything out. You don't have to believe the right doctrine. You don't have to go to the right church. You don't have to be baptized in the right way. You don't have to do the right thing. You don't have to pray the right prayer. You don't have to repent. You don't have to do any of these things because it's already done. It's done. He did it. He made you one with him, right with him, in Christ, before the beginning of time, and Christ is in you, embedded in you. That's the mystery of life. Jesus already did it all. Believe what's true. Do you have to believe? Well, to experience it, you do. To get the benefit from it, you do. So stop working, stop striving, stop trying to figure things out. 
let the Holy Spirit of Christ, the teacher, the counselor, the comforter, explain what all this means, reveal all this to you. So now here's my question for myself and for you. Do you see it? Do you get it? Or is it still a mystery to you? We won't ever understand it completely, but don't beat yourself up if you don't see it, if this sounds like gobbledygook. Don't condemn yourself. Don't put yourself down. It's a mystery, especially to people who've been ensconced in religion, but the Holy Spirit in you, Christ in you, wants you and everyone to know it. So be still. Don't try to multitask. Just get quiet and say whatever you want to call God, Papa, Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, whatever you want to call him. Say, I want to know. I want to know this mystery. Reveal it to me. I'm open. I'm willing. I'm ready. I'm willing to set aside anything that religion or anybody else or my own mind has told me. God has to be this way. God has to do this. I'm this or I'm that. God, I want to know the truth. I want to know what's been a mystery to me. Would you reveal it to me? And he will. Folks, I want to tell you about a course that I have that I've developed called Pure Light Walker. It's an eight-week sort of intensive course helping us to see these mysteries, to be able to change our mind about things that we've thought before about ourselves and God and others and prayer and reading scripture and doctrine and sin and all those different things. It's all about hearing from Christ, listening to the Holy Spirit in us, experiencing this mystery. So I'm getting ready to start this. I'm going to be promoting it. Just want to give you a heads up to look for that when we start talking about it. Pure Light Walker. Thanks, everybody, so much for being with me today. I love you all. I love sharing these mysteries with you. I love hearing these mysteries from God and, and, from, and having you all help me explain them and understand them. And we'll go on from here next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.